from there, brother? You can see the screen properly, clearly for you? Very good. Okay, great. Sorry. Yeah, why don't you come this side, brothers, sisters? I am harmless. So it's easier for me to, you know, look at you. Otherwise, you know, I'll have to scan the whole church. Eh? Thank you so much. Bless you. Please come, please come. If you can move, move this side, yeah, you know, it will be really, I'll be grateful. Thank you. Okay. Shall we turn to the Lord? Uh, <clears throat> Lord, we want to thank you for this uh, evening that you blessed us. Thank you in this uh, wonderful season of Advent. We pray in a very special way that every one of us will experience more of your favor in our lives. We pray that you will become a reality more and more in our lives through the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh Lord, we turn to you this evening and we ask you, Lord, to speak your word into each one of our lives, Lord, so that truly your word will uh, bring hope to us, bring victory to us, help us to be contented in all that we do. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. So praise God. So dear brothers and sisters, uh, I was, uh, I thought I would speak to you on something called, I can do all things. Amen. Say hallelujah. Anyone, anyone here think you cannot do anything? This is for you. Including illness. Including your illness. Including your situation. Including your problem. Including your difficulty. Yeah. Uh, we know this scripture, right? You see, St. Paul is a very famous scripture. We all quote it back of our hand. Yeah, I want to bring three insights for you how I can do all things through him who strengthens me. I want to bring three ways how this scripture can become a reality in our lives. What does Paul mean when he says, I can do all things? All. All means everything. All means there is nothing out of this all. No, Incurable. Often we use words like this, no, incurable. There is no incurable word, no? If you look at uh, uh, Philippians 4, I can do all things. In every situation, every uh, circumstance, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So, you see, St. Paul wrote these words while facing some of the worst trials of his life. A uh, little bit of uh, Philippians, uh, if you're aware and you know, you see, Philippians is the last book Paul wrote, the last letter Paul wrote. Paul is in prison, he is waiting execution. Hmm. Yeah, it's the last book. He's waiting execution. And in this book, St. Paul is writing and saying, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You see, he was so grounded in Christ. Nothing bothered him. Nothing bothered him. Imagine if, if someone else was in his situation facing uh, <laughs> execution. Probably you would have said to God, God, where are you? All these years, I lived for you. I traveled. I preached the gospel. I got 40 minus 1 lashes. All for you, God. All for you. And look at me, Lord. Today I'm in prison. Waiting an execution. If Paul could say something like this, it is only because what he said in Philippians chapter 3 verse 10. In Philippians chapter 3 verse 10, Paul says, 
I want to know him. Look at this. I want to know him and the power of his resurrection. Somebody must have asked Paul, Paul, what is your last desire? Uh, sometimes we ask this last desire now before they take you. What do you want to do? Visit your wife. Say bye to her. Yeah. Hmm. Last wish. What is your last wish? Paul is saying, my last wish is this thing. I want to know him. I want a deeper intimacy, deeper encounter with him. I want to know him and the power of his resurrection. And because St. Paul experienced the power of the resurrection, Paul could say in Philippians 4.13, I can do everything through Christ who strengthens me. Amen? Say hallelujah. So the deeper you and I, what is the secret? The deeper you and I are immersed into the life of Jesus, the greater you and I can face the world. Although we cannot face the world. It's very hard to face the world. We all know that the world is not easy to face. Let's move on. Despite the threats of pain and death, God gives us strength to go on beyond even good times. You see, God is so good that even for St. Paul, God gave him this ability, we'll see in scripture, and strength even to go beyond the good times. That means it is so easy, isn't it? To tell God, God is good all the time. <laughs> when is God good all the time? And all the time things are working in your life. <laughs> right? It's so easy to say that. When things are not going the way you want it to go. If you and I can say, God is good all the time. Praise God. Isn't it? So St. Paul, despite the pain, despite the death, he is he's saying even beyond the good times, you and I must be able to echo the word of St. Paul. I can do all things. Come what may situation may happen. Yeah? Let's look at this. Three ways. How Philippians chapter 4 verse 13 can become a reality in our lives. How can it be worked out in our lives? Number one. You see, Philippians 4.13 can be worked out through trials. Look at this scripture. You see, victory means that you have overcome some trial. Am I right? You cannot say, I am living in victory if there is no trial. Only when you overcome a trial, can you say, hey, I am victorious. Yeah? That is very important. There is no victory when everything is good and okay, right? What victory is there? Nothing. So Paul is saying here, one of the ways you and I can experience that God can work all things in your life and in my life is when there is trials. How else to grow? How else to experience victory in our life? In Christ, we will see experiences of joyful time. Yes, there will be some difficult times. But that is a part of the Christian life. Hey, that is part of life itself. Forget Christian life, no? There is no man in this world who will say, no, I have next, never experienced any sad moment in my life. Can we say that? No. It's written all over your face. Yeah? Yeah. Who can say that? Oh, no, never, never. Everything has been glorious. But Paul could say it. You know why? In spite of his difficulty, he could say it 
because it's you know he's, he had an amazing mind paul he refused to look at temporal things he always concentrated on the things that were eternal if you and i concentrate on the temporal things it will only pull you down make you discouraged make you sad and give up at some point of time there is no hope will think right what sets, sets us apart as the disciples of christ is that we can find victory in most difficult times and trials that's why jesus came no you see we lose this concept at advent isn't it we so get up caught up with only baby jesus <laughs> you know but now it's no more baby jesus right it's 2000 years ago he came <laughs> he's no baby <laughs> yeah but you see the reason why jesus came also we must re- realize no he came he was introduced as a savior right savior to save you and me from whatever you and i are going through otherwise what is the big point of christian life yeah james chapter 1 verse 2 to 4 we know the scripture i love this scripture look at it consider it pure joy i thought there was only joy till james said there is something called pure joy now i don't know what that means you must ask james when you meet him pure joy and what is joy it is also pure i hope so yeah consider it pure joy my brothers and sisters whenever you face trials of many kinds how many kinds of trials have you faced one two three kinds or the same trial is coming back and coming back that will only because of marriage same thing is coming back then that some what to do poor fellow yeah but he says here you face many kinds of trials many kinds will come you think you got over one another one may come may come but there is a way to deal with it that's important that's why he says consider it joy what joy is there otherwise if you and i are always under trials troubles difficulties suffering there is no joy there is joy because you and i can overcome it amen say hallelujah that's the power of the gospel <laughs> consider it pure joy my brothers whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know look at this because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete not lacking anything so god whatever is happening in your life is at work in your life you are work in progress god is working in your life for what by the testing of your faith so that faith develops into perseverance you see faith is not enough not enough faith must develop into perseverance hey what is perseverance perseverance is the ability to go on and to move on in spite of whatever may happen in your life amen say hallelujah that's perseverance that's perseverance not just you know give up yeah a soldier doesn't give up till the last he will fight right that's how it is in a soldier they trained 
And you and I as soldiers of the Lord, we don't give up. We fight till the end. And he says, perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature. No other way. You can develop maturity. That's why, uh, what does Peter say? No, you are still like babes. You should have been mature. Why? Because we don't know how to de develop perseverance. We don't have the ability to, to wait for God to finish his work. Before God can finish his work, we have finished it. Yeah. We have given up hope or we use the wrong kinds of jargons. You know, we do the wrong kind of jargons. We can, you know, Catholics or Christians, no? Wrong jargons. This is God's plan. This is God's will. Set and buried you. You have to be careful. God is at work for what? For victory. For victory in your life. Perseverance must finish its work. So we carry on. Whatever is the problem in our lives, we go on. Perseverance. Many of you, you know, uh, my, um, uh, know my son, right? 17 years old. Now he's 17. And perseverance. We have battled it. We have battled it. And you know, last two months, uh, last, uh, two months back, two months back, uh, Michael, for the, not for the first time, but you know, we could say even for the first time, he said, Mama. Amazing, isn't it? Say hallelujah, you know. Perseverance. That's perseverance. Don't give up. Everything may crumble around you. Your boat doesn't sink, sir. Hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Yeah. Last, uh, last week, he said, Dada. <laughs> hallelujah. <laughs> you see, what is happening? What is happening is, his vocal cords, God is bringing life to his vocal cords. And now I can see, you know, the other day Priya was telling me, uh, you know, he's trying to say more, but we cannot understand what he's saying, but he's saying through a voice, wow, 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 you know, which means he can, you can hear his voice, which we never heard for 17 years. How does that work? What must you do? Perseverance. Patience. They that wait on the Lord will renew their strength. Amen? Say hallelujah. What does it mean? The longer you wait, the longer you wait, you become a giant in faith. Amen? Yeah, nothing will destroy you. Why? Because that is what? That will bring maturity. That will bring maturity. Not the instant answers. You know, how many people give up when they go through a trial, difficulty, go to a doctor. He said, you got cancer. You died on the way home. Gone. Where's your faith, sir? Where is it? If you let something crush you so badly in life, sorry to tell you, you're living in an illusion. You have no faith. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. No, the faith is the substance of things not seen. The evidence of things, sorry, hoped for. You hope for. If there is no hope, there's a beautiful scripture. Let's come to it. Ah, I love this scripture. You know. Look, why God brings a trial? Look at this. Paul is saying this. No temptation has overtaken you except that is common to mankind. And then he goes on to say, God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Super. Memorize it. What is he saying? No temptation is overtaking you except no 
no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to man. Correct, no? Sometimes we think, no, Lord, am I the only guy who's going through this? God says, sorry. Not you're not the only guy. Many have gone through it. Common. Your illness is common. Your temptation is common. Your struggle is common. Nothing uncommon. God didn't choose you and said, you are the only person in this world is going through this. You must be crazy unless he's deeply in love with you. Yeah, but he says here, God is faithful. God is faithful. He will not let you to be tempted beyond what you can bear. Say hallelujah. Yeah. It's like God bringing, bringing you to the end of the cliff and saying, okay, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, that's what he'll do. He knows how much you and I can bear, am I right? Yeah, he knows that. And it says here, but when you're tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Another version says, you know, the version I memorize says, when, when you're tempted, God will make a way of escape. Hallelujah. That's what I memorized. God will make a way of escape. That means what? That means what? Satan will not have the final word in your life. Amen? Say amen. God will have the final word in your life. Hallelujah. That's why he says God is faithful. He will not let you to be tempted beyond what you can bear in your life. Christ gives us the strength not just to endure a trial, but also helps us to grow and mature during it. That's why it is important to look at a trial not as an end, but as a means to an end. If you look at it like that way, you will be victorious. Amen? You will overcome everything. That's what Jesus did. The cross was not the end in your life. You see, you see, we don't just have to, I don't know. We don't have to just endure pain. Some people are defeated attitude, pessimists. For Jesus, the cross was not the end. Amen? Correct, no? Are you with me? Hello? For Jesus, the cross is a means to an end. The end is the resurrection. Victory. For many of us, many people today live as if the cross is the end. It is not. There is life beyond it. Amen? Beyond it. You must look like that. With the eyes of God, God's perspective, renew, when your mind is renewed, nothing. We are more than conquerors, right? In Christ Jesus, says the word of God. So, you see, the cross is not the end, brothers and sisters. Be careful about your uh, terminology. I tell people, don't, don't, don't accept defeat. Don't accept defeat. Jesus does not want you to be in defeat. He came that you and I may experience what? Victory. The cross is not the end. It's a means to an end. So sometimes don't embrace it. Hello? Some people are very beautiful, no? They love to embrace everything. Don't embrace it. Yeah. You, if you embrace it, you will live in defeat. You will live in defeat. It will crush you. And uh, uh, look at this scripture. It will crush you. 2 Corinthians 4.18. We fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, what is unseen is eternal. Say hallelujah. What else is, but this is faith, isn't it? Don't worry what's happening. Inflation, 
yeah, uh, rupee getting devalued, losing. Don't worry. God knows how to take care of you and me. Even if this whole country is under famine, he will provide food for you and for me. Amen? Bless God. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. That's what happened to Joseph, no? Remember Joseph? Ha! Huh. Whole of Egypt had famine. Everywhere there was famine around Egypt. Except Egypt, right? What a guy. Look God, what God did. God can turn around something. You're going through a dry branch. Financially, you're going through a dry branch. God can turn it around. But you must have this perspective. Hope. If there is no hope, you're dead. A Christian lives in hope. If there is no hope in your life, you will not be able to live the Christian life. You will not be able to live the Christian life. I like this translation. It is a, a NLT translation. See what it says. It's, it puts a little bit more meat into it. We don't look at the troubles. We can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see will soon be gone. But the things we cannot see will last forever. Amen. Say so hallelujah. That's the reason why, sisters and brothers, it is important to keep Matthew 6.33 always before your life. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. It is not the life, man's life, said Jesus, does not consist in the abundance of things he possesses. And don't just fall a trap. Let everybody do it, but you don't follow trap. We know the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. Yeah? Therefore, Paul is saying, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything, you'll be able to stand. Why? Because we're in a battle. Battle. We don't have to be foolish going without, uh, without uh, a gear, you know. If you go without a gear, you'll be shot like a duck. Yeah, isn't it? One of the, one of the you know, when, when uh, India was attacked, you know, which year was it? When uh, Kasab came in, you know, the Pakistani people attacked uh, India. Which year was that? Remember they opened fire in the Taj, uh, uh, Taj Hotel, uh, Bombay, Bombay, which 2007. Uh, I forgot uh, this guy, a big guy. He got shot. I think he was a commissioner of police. He died. You know why he died? You know why he died? He didn't wear a bulletproof jacket. He underestimated the enemy. He was shot. You underestimate the enemy. You go and think, I'm okay. This one is a butcher. Yeah? You will become a butcher. At all times, be vigilant. Uh-huh. At all times be watchful because the enemy is on prowl. He's on prowl. You and I have to be make sure the prowl, this armor we have to put on, yeah? Point. Point number two. How to make Philippians 4.13 reality? Reality that all things will work to, uh, I can do all things to Christ who strengthens me. Through contentment. The biggest problem today in the world is what? Greed. And why does greed come? Greed comes because of no contentment, lack of it. Ask, any, ask people, no, are you happy? Are you happy? He has one house, he's not happy. You notice it, huh? He has enough, he's not happy. You know why? He thinks 
that is what life is no no life is in the lord J john chapter 1 verse 4 says in him is life who christ and we don't want to get into that race as christians have enough for your life live comfortably don't accumulate we all know the story of alexander the great right remember when he died what did he said he said i want both my hands to be out of the coffin right to tell people i brought nothing i take nothing we will take nothing however rich or poor you are you will have to sleep in that same van called the last journey correct no that's reality that's reality so be contented learning contentment is an ongoing struggle contentment doesn't just come like that who said so deep down man is not content he wants more he may not tell you but he wants more all things i learn contentment like saint paul so he said in all things i learn contentment look at this look, look what he says here how beautiful in philippians chapter 4 verse 12 that after that only he wrote philippians 4:13 right see what he says i know what is what is to be in need and i know what is to have plenty i have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation whether well fed or hungry whether living in plenty or in want wow that's the power of saint paul whatever state he was in contentment why because the lord is my shepherd i shall not want in all things you know in all things i can do all things to christ how in this contentment be happy where you are correct no god has given us at least food shelter clothing amen anybody doesn't have it here hello food shelter clothing hello how grateful we should be eh? there are people who don't have it right tonight people are going to go hungry tonight people are going to sleep uh, without a roof tonight people don't have anything they have, don't have a shelter no roof you and i got have it right hello yes no you have a home they say you know joyfully looks like you don't want to go home yeah god is so good to us yeah how can we have this contentment we focus on the things that really matter in our lives look at the scripture all of us know this right <clears throat> famous words of jesus matthew 6:31 and 32 do not worry saying what shall we eat what shall we drink or what shall we wear for the pagans run after these things your heavenly father knows that you need them Jesus is telling his disciples don't worry what you eat what you drink yeah the pagans run after them your father in heaven will take care of you amen that doesn't mean we should not work some people take the scripture say thank you lord and they retired <clears throat> no no that's not the meaning here the meaning is here is don't worry what you have is what given by the father be contented be happy where you are and then he said in verse 33 yeah but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness all these things will be given to you as well therefore do not worry about tomorrow tomorrow will worry about itself each day has enough trouble of its own seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness remember if you read a few verses above 31 29 28 27 26 jesus is telling look at the birds of the air right and the lilies of the field 
They need the sword of the reap. Your father in heaven looks after them. God will take care of us. Yes, we work. We do our best. But God will take care of us. We have to be happy with what God has blessed us. That's why he said, do not worry about tomorrow. Look at that. Yeah? For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. How true, no? Yeah? Don't worry about tomorrow. I am sure when Matthew wrote this, verse 34, do not worry about tomorrow, Anglo-Indians were not born. You know Anglo-Indians? I'm an Anglo-Indian. I cracked a joke on me. Yeah? I'm an Anglo-Indian. Anglo-Indians were not born. Because for Anglo-Indians, their theme scripture is Matthew 6.34. Do not worry about tomorrow. Yeah, Anglo-Indians don't. Like that only. They don't worry about tomorrow. They got 100 rupees. They'll buy beef for 120 rupees. And they'll eat the whole day. What about tomorrow? Tomorrow, let it come. <laughs> if it comes. That is a poor way to live. That's not what Jesus meant. Just living for two days, living for two days, one day at a time. No, no, that's not what Jesus meant. Jesus' meaning is, is saying, be happy, be contented. Yeah? So we must be very careful. This is contentment. Yeah, learning. Our hope is God, isn't it? That's why you look at the scripture in Colossians 1.27. Christ in you is the hope of glory. Amen. Who? Christ. Not your job. Not your marriage. Not a ministry, not a prayer group. Christ in you is the hope of glory. So the deeper you get immersed into the life of Jesus, greater hope will come to you. Others 2019, let me tell you, will not bring hope. How many people don't want 2019 to come, you know? Because 2018 was not good. They don't want 2019 to come. Say, Lord, enough. Why carry this carry forward system, no? Yeah, same troubles, 2019, double the measure, 60-fold, 100-fold. <laughs> Why to go through this, no? So better not come. But it will come if you have hope. 1 Timothy 6, 6 and 7. But godliness with contentment is great gain. Look at that. We brought nothing into this world. We can take nothing out of it. Godliness with contentment. No use being spiritual and being unhappy with what you have. No use being spiritual and still chasing earthly goods. That's not spirituality. Because Paul says, godliness with contentment is great gain. How do you know you are rooted in the Lord? How do you know you are in love with God? How do you know the kingdom of God is number one in your life? You are happy with what God has blessed you. Amen? Say hallelujah. That is truth. Be happy with what God has blessed you. Yeah? Jesus gives us the strength to see beyond our present circumstances and to trust in him to provide everything we truly need. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 8. Ah, look at this amazing scripture. See what Paul says. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, not in despair. When? When Christ is the hope of your glory. If Christ is not the hope of your glory, all your problems will just crush you. You will not get... Beyond it. You will, have, you will struggle yeah, on all your life. Point number three quickly. You see, uh, I can do all things through Christ who sentenced me. Paul is also saying, there is victory in all this. I don't live just because I have to live. There is, beyond all this, there is victory. I will make a way of escape for you. 
there is victory we have to taste victory what is it we can face any situation in our life but there is victory amen say hallelujah that's the power of the gospel we must learn it you know we must learn it thanks be to god he gives us victory through our lord jesus christ amen amen in every situation of your life you must face victory it doesn't it doesn't mean i accept something this is how it is going to be for my life some people say this no this is how going to be brother no hope for me <laughs> yeah not true we don't know how to live you just don't know how to live you have to live like this you know uh, here is this lady let me share a, a couple of testimonies uh, <clears throat> Pray and myself, you know, we run a seminar in Bangalore called Walking in Victory. Yeah? And it has really caught up so well. Why, why? You see, many people today in the city of Bangalore are experiencing victory in their lives. Because they're learning how to command things in their life and pray in tongues. Continually. Amazing stories I get all across India. all across india here is this lady she is from madiwala she came for this uh, walking in victory uh, program she heard how to command she heard how to pray in tongues and you know she started practicing it she had thyroid thyroid Medi- you know she was afraid of taking medicines and all those things to cut the story short in fact if you are on my uh, broadcast you would have found that uh, testimony today and uh, uh, she started confessing the word of god this script she she wrote there the seminar came back to my mind i started confessing god's word by the stripes of jesus i am healed i am more than a conqueror in christ jesus god is my healer she confessed it prayed in tongues she went for a checkup the second checkup the report came and doctor told her your thyroid levels are normal say hallelujah that's the power of god that's the power of jesus i have to pray correctly others people are praying and they are wondering why nothing is happening you see nothing will happen if you do not know how to get victory there is a way to do it that's why jesus said in matthew 17:20 speak to the mountain When can you when can you experience Philippians 4:13 in your life when you speak to the mountain don't take the mountain to god jesus said speak to the mountain and jesus also said in the same verse matthew 17:20 speak to the mountain then he said nothing will be impossible for you for you if you speak to the mountain so if you learn to speak to the mountain victory will come victory will come all your life i went to mysore and uh, here is this boy he is 10 years old uh, his left leg is short he limps and he walks a 10 year old guy i saw the guy i said come on let's pray for you i prayed and i commanded his left leg to grow in the name of jesus and as i prayed his left leg grew hallelujah he is walking normal no limp come on God has blessed us with authority. We are sons and daughters of God. God has not made us for defeat. No, we must live as victors, not as victims. Don't live as a victim. 
Jesus didn't come for you and I to live as victims. Paul understood this. Nobody wrote more about victory than St. Paul. You know that? He practiced it. Guy, look at this. Jesus died in our place and uh, came back as a true conqueror. That's why we say in Romans 8.37, we are more than conquerors. Please learn it, sisters and brothers. If you don't want to come for the seminar, that's okay. Go to YouTube. Hello. Learn it. Pray. Get out of it. How many are getting out of it? Thousands. This lady, she had a skin allergy. She went to all the doctors in the city of Bangalore. The doctors gave her ointment, you know, for whole body skin allergy. No improvement. And unless someone told her, go for this program. It's called Walking in Victory. And she came in January this year. When we had it at St. Joseph's Arts and Science College. She heard the talk. She put it into practice. Started praying for our body. You see, you have to pray for your body. You'll get victory. You don't have to live in the same condition you are in. I challenge you. God will bring victory to you. She started praying for her body. You know, commanding body, her body will become whole. God will bless her with a new skin. Allergy will go. She prayed in tongues. After six months, persistence, you see. She writes a testimony saying, after commanding for six months and praying in tongues, God has blessed me with a new skin. Completely healed. Amazing story, isn't it, sister? Normal people. Normal people. They just go to church and they come. Yeah? But they're learning the truth and they know how to live in victory. Yeah? Uh, so through this, through, you see, God, when we do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me, peace will come into your heart. Look at this. I have told you these things so that in, my, in me you may have peace. In the world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. John 16, 33. Jesus is an overcomer. If you and I make Jesus our God, what will happen to us? We will overcome too. Everything in our lives. Every situation in our lives. That is important in our lives, yeah? Uh, look at this. Life will come to you. Isn't it? In 1 Peter chapter 3, 18. Christ died for sins once for all. The righteous for the unrighteous. To bring you to God, he was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. Amen. That's the power. Your spirit has to become active. Today, wherever I go and I preach across the world, I'm, I'm telling people there is only one way to live. The only one way to live is to get connected to the Holy Spirit. If you don't get connected to the Holy Spirit, you will be in blindness all your life. I, I tell this to priests also. I preach a lot of priest retreats. And I teach them how to connect to the Holy Spirit and what victory people have found. You see, the Holy Spirit, we are in the age of the Spirit. We're in the age of the Spirit. So if you don't fellowship with the Holy Spirit, He is within you, right? Romans 8, verse 9, Paul is saying, brothers and sisters, the Holy Spirit dwells within you. Amen? He's not outside you. So God's power is in you. God's presence is in you. Wherever you go, God will go with you. Amen? Yeah. Presence. So you must learn to practice his presence. Presence is here. Holy Spirit come is not correct. He is inside you. 
all our songs of the Holy Spirit, no, I don't know if uh, music ministry, no, uh, please write different songs. Write correct songs, no. He is within you. He is not outside you. Remember earlier in the charismatic renewal, we used to sing this song. He abides, he abides, hallelujah, he abides in me. I'm walking, what? I'm rejoicing night and day as I walk the narrow way for the comforter abides in me. Hallelujah. Bring it back. Bring back the song. Sometimes we classic old song. It is. Look at the meaning. What is old? Hello? He is in you. He abides in you. Practice it. Make it your song. Pray every day. Fellowship with the Holy Spirit every day. Because he is in you and you will get what? Life and peace. Wow. Who gives life? Who gives peace to you and to me? The Holy Spirit. He is the one that brings life and peace to you. And the last point is, he will give you a fresh start. Hallelujah. Isn't it so beautiful, no? He can give you a fresh start. New start. Yeah, look at this. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. Anybody can start anytime if you're willing. If you're willing to fellowship with the Holy Spirit, have this great intimacy with God's Spirit. You know, I teach people at the retreat, you know. Uh, uh, I go to parishes today. We all know our parishes, no? Our parishes are just nominal Catholics, right? They have no clue who the Holy Spirit is. Parishioners. They have no idea. Poor people. And same thing is happening in our prayer groups also. We know, but we're in the same state like them because we do nothing. We're in the same state. So when I go to parishes, I teach them. My whole retreats nowadays are on the Holy Spirit. Because if you don't connect to the Holy Spirit, even the Bible will become boring. You will not read much. You know why Catholics don't read much of the word of God? Because they're not connected to the author of scripture. Yeah. If you connect to the author of scripture, I'm telling you, you will read and you will, you will read the word of God morning, noon, night. Man shall not live by bread alone. But by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You don't read it. Even people who come for prayer meetings don't read it. Why? Because somewhere down the line, we forgot to tap and make the Spirit of God active in our lives. When that becomes active, it will drive you to Scripture. Evil sacraments will become alive in the church. Otherwise, we'll just go and come, you know. Ritual, huh? I know people who go every day for Mass, but they don't talk to their spouses. You know that? I know. They go every day for Mass, but they won't forgive. Why? Because it has become a ritual. But when the Spirit of God is alive in you, he will convict you. John 16 verse 7 says, Thus when the Holy Spirit comes, he will convict you. That is his work. He will tell you what is wrong in your life. Amen? Yeah, that's what God will do for you. So, brothers and sisters, in conclusion, we want to say, Jesus won the victory, and we get to share the prize. Hallelujah. <laughs> How nice, no? Somebody ran, somebody did all, died on the cross, Nailed everything, passion, everything, and we received the gold medal. Hallelujah. How cute. <laughs> That's the power of Jesus. He says, don't worry. I did everything. I did everything. 
you do one thing, just live the way you're supposed to live. Amen. Live like that. That's enough for me, says God. And that is what we should do in our lives. Amen. Say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Please stand. We'll say, we are, let's pray. Let's pray. If you can raise your hands, raise your hands. And truly, let's pray that we too can have the same experience of St. Paul. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Let's repeat this scripture. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Lord, we just pray a blessing upon my dear brothers and sisters. May you fill them, Lord, with hope. In you is hope, Lord. Hope, we cannot find hope outside you, Lord. Oh, Lord, help us to be rooted in you and established in you. That we will have this hope in our lives. What? <laughs> whatever may be our situation, whatever may be our struggle, whatever may be our trial, whatever may be our illness, Lord, there is hope for us. There is hope for us, Lord, because you came. You came as a savior. You came to seek and to save the lost. Oh, Lord, we want to, we want to uh, live as victors and not as victims, Lord. So that truly, Lord, in our lives, people will see the power and your light and your glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you, Colin. Thank you so much for that wonderful message.